0: You're tuning in to Coach and Joe: Conversations on Friendship with God. Welcome to Coach and Joe. On behalf of Armando Ramos, Chris King, and Brian Fannin, I just say what a great day to be in the studio with Wendy, a beautiful lady, and a beautiful man on (laughs) set today.
1: It's a hot day in September. Yeah, I've
0: gotten tired of it, honestly. I um today. I mean, we should be in the fall. Somebody said that whoever decides what the seasons are, apparently.
1: Elohim? Is that who we're talking no, about? No,
0: like it's like the Hallmark Channel. Like everyone, We celebrate everything now, and there's cards for everything. And now mm-hmm. fall started, but 96 degrees today. But it's about to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's raving about the episode last time. They're excited about you being on here. I just need to turn you loose more. Joe and I just probably need to stop talking. Put Wendy here. Shay shaking her head yes. We'll probably just do that we 're going to jump into a conversation of something that's been burning on you and uh you've been we've been talking about it for a while it's second thessalonians five twenty three we 're made up of spirit soul body you and I've been talking about the the mind what it is how how it relates to everything when I look at Jesus, I see a lot of instant powerful Mm -hmm. Signs and wonders ish type. Whoa. How in the world does someone go from being an invalid to walking? Yeah. Blind eyes open. You have watched how the father took a very broken person like me, step into a different mindset with him. And God used me to pray for people where we've seen a lot of that instant stuff to where it's like, it's crazy. It like boggles the mind, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to put the button there. Mm -hmm. Most of the transformation that you and I have seen as we've led people, even in our own lives, is not some instant touch from God. It comes through this whole idea of Romans 12, 2, this whole idea of the renewal of the mind, which can it can sound kind of christian you know, oh, just renew your mind. But we've been talking about, what in the world is Paul talking about like the mind of Christ? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. the renewal of the mind. Before I, before I throw it to you yesterday, I had a conversation with one of our sent students and I said, your breakthrough is going to come through the boring and the boring renewal of the mind will actually bring your breakthrough. Mm-hmm. I, I teach all the time. Yeah. Boring brings the breakthrough. Yeah. Boring brings the breakthrough. That's talk about, phrase. talk about that. Oh, this whole idea.
1: Yeah. Who doesn't want a fast deliverance? You know, who doesn't want to be free from their worries and their troubles and their sickness and their sadness and their disappointments? In a moment, I think we all want that. And I think it's, it's okay to even say, I wish it was that way. It would just be easier if it was that way, because then it invites us into some real honest conversations with God of why isn't it this way, you know, because we have to put on the table that maybe he actually wants to do something not at the end, but because of every moment inside the process, maybe that's actually more important to him. Could it be? Could it be that that's just as important to him?
0: What happens in the process? Well, why is that true? Because a lot of people want the promise. Hey, God gave me a word and he promised Mm -hmm. me this. Mm -hmm. Well, the breakthrough is always in the process. There is a lot of blood on the trail from the promise to the palace. Oh, it's my destiny. Praise God. He gave me a destiny. The bigger your destiny, the word from the Lord, you better be prepared. The process to get you there is the journey itself. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you, Mm -hmm. why is the process so valuable to him?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, Shay and I were talking in an earlier podcast today about the worthiness of Jesus. And... In all honesty, if we if we just fast forward into a promise, we might actually believe that we did something to get ourselves there. You know, we might actually think, well, thank thank God for my gifts, because the whole community around me benefited from my gifts, benefited from my experience, benefited from my intelligence, benefited from my competence, from my chemistry with other people and with the world and with culture. Thank God for me. You know, and um, another word for that that's real familiar is called pride. And it's it's a very unhealthy thing for the believer. It's so unhealthy that it's meant to be rooted out. And unfortunately, it's a strong root in humanity. And so God is wanting to take us through a process because he wants us to find reasons to depend on him instead of depending on ourselves. He wants to uproot pride. And uh, it's a gift. (laughs) This, th- this is an absolute treasure of a gift from God. And I don't know that I knew that 10 years ago. I think I tolerated it 10 years ago. I think I tolerated the process in the name of I love God.
0: Describe process then. What do you mean by it? What is it?
1: <laughs> the journey, the adventure of becoming transformed into the likeness of Jesus.
0: What does it look, what does it look like uh, currently in your life?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, it looks like going into every moment, you know, this moment, with, with the thought of, well, what do you say, God? What do you want? What are your thoughts about what you want shared? What, what are your ways that you want exposed? What is it that you actually want to expose in me, even in my question asking <laughs> You know, this is we talk about a personal relationship with God and then we relegate it to a moment. Mm. If it's going to be personal, then in every moment it remains personal. And in those moments when we start to wonder, why don't I feel as personal? Well, then we get to go to him and say, what's happening right now? I don't. And then we get to explore things like, are you is this a season of hiddenness? And you're hiding yourself from me because we've been in such places of intimacy with one another that I've become so familiar and I love it. But now all of a sudden I'm, I'm thinking that if, if I don't have that, then something's wrong, but maybe you want to expose in hiding yourself that it creates a hunger in me to come find you, to seek you in places and reasons that I didn't need before, because I'm, I'm more mature in this relationship with you. Like, I think it's okay for us to say, you know what? I'm actually more mature spiritually mature than I was five years ago. And, and I honest to goodness, I really, I really want it to be said of me. I'm more mature than I was a year ago. And I hope that I'm more mature starting this fake fall that we have more than I was at the beginning of the summer, three months ago. Like, can we just be people who are happy and cooperate with the coming so transformation is the adventure. It's it's the goal, and and I've been reading um, a very short but awesome resource called uh, "The Parts of a Man." It's a uh, it's written by an author by the name of Witness Lee. He was the contemporary of, of Watchman Nee, uh, also a Chinese man. Mm. Witness Lee was, and and he speaks in just very black and white terms, and. Coming off of First, Thess- First Thessalonians 5.23, we were made up of spirit, soul, and body. And he really gets into that in a real practical way. I've been marinating in chapter 2 here in the last week and a half or so. And he's talking about the soul. And the soul, as many people would agree on, is made up of, of mind, will, and emotion. I think Watchman
0: wrote a book called uh, Spirit, Soul, Body, I believe.
1: Well, there you go. They must have had some conversations <laughs> mm-hmm, sitting should. around a table. Uh, and so... Yeah, but he even talks about the mind being this neutral organ is what he calls it. He kind of refers to it as it's neutral. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. man, my mind is anything but neutral. Holy Spirit, what, is, what does this mean? He goes on to, to say that my mind is either going to be used like an organ by the flesh or my mind is going to be used by the Spirit of God that lives within me, the spirit of Christ that lives within me. And if in every one of those personal moments that I get to have, because I'm calling myself a follower of Jesus and I'm claiming and believing that I actually inhabit my, my container called this body inhabits the, the spirit of God. If that's true, those are lofty thoughts, but if they're true thoughts, then I can take this mind and I can, in every one of those moments, submit it, to the spirit of Christ in me. And in doing so, I start to take on his thoughts. I start to take on his emotions. I don't get caught up in my own emotions. And and so my mind is is the place that I'm rationalizing things. I'm reasoning out. I'm I'm, I'm i have logic there. I'm I, I'm I'm learning. But when we do those things if they're not submitted to to the spirit of Christ in us, then we could actually take that logic and that reason and he loves it because that's where he can inject that seed of pride and go and this is how I feel about it or this is how I feel about it and we start to believe that it's actually true because it's submitted to our flesh and it feels right to our flesh and then we start making poor choices, poor decisions in our will all because it wasn't submitted to the spirit of Christ in that moment I mean this is why someone was brilliant and humble and wrote a hymn that says I need thee every hour, every hour I need thee like this isn't this isn't just when I'm in worship or this isn't just when I'm I've chosen to sit down with with God in a, in a moment of a personal study and in and, and time with him, quiet time with him. This is every moment. And that's when it causes us to go, I can't do that. And therein lies another opportunity for us to go, oh, thank God for God because I cannot do this.
0: Do you know what Nelson Mandela's biggest revelation in prison was all those years? I don't think we've ever talked about this. Do you know what his biggest epiphany was? No. I can't remember how he was in prison a long time. Was it 20 years? It was a long time. And his biggest revelation was that man's biggest fear is not, that we are not capable of much. Mm. He said that man's biggest fear is that we are. We truly believe at a deep level we're capable of way more mm-hmm. than what we are mm-hmm. becoming. Mm. Like the mind of Christ, mm. I think heaven sees us through the lens of what Nelson Mandela talked mm-hmm. about. Right. If I turn on the radio right now, the old days, everybody turn on the radio. There are waves in the air right yeah, now. Frequencies, yeah, frequencies. Frequencies right now that allows me to be able to listen to a radio station. Mm-hmm. There are frequencies from the word of God Mm -hmm. and there's frequencies from Rhema heaven. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of God, not speaking through his word or God, not speaking from Rhema words. Mm -hmm. God's expectation is for me to plug in to those frequencies, to renew my own mind. Mm -hmm. I've never had the father cannot. He has chosen to limit himself and his own sovereignty. He cannot renew my mind for me. He can't do yeah, it.
1: Well, it, see, this is the funny part. <laughs> We're like, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And then we get offended with him when he doesn't control things in us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the dumbest thing. I, And yet, and yet, like, I didn't come to that conclusion because I read it in a book. I came to that conclusion because Holy Spirit said, wait a minute, are you asking me to just be, a, you you want to be a puppet right now? Because that's not what, that's not what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. You sign up for a relationship. You can't Instagram and quote. It's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. You can't actually do that and not live it. He's inviting us to be personal with him. And in this, we do realize who he is and quite frankly, who we're not. So, so yeah, I, I couldn't agree more that the idea of, of the mind of Christ too, um, my diagram illustrations that I sit and think about are terribly simple but as the idea of, of that our body's a container if, it, if you could just can picture a circle and in, inside that circle contains my soul i mean it's just filled up the whole circle my mind my will my emotions so that my how i think about things how i feel about them how i make decisions how i rationalize blah 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 and Witness Lee says that when you say yes to Jesus, the Spirit of Christ comes in you. And right then, if if my body got hit by a bus right then, because of the Spirit of Christ in me, we as a body of believers believe this, that our spirit would go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And we would live there forever and we would receive a new body. Mm-hmm. That's what our word tells us. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet when we're on this side of heaven and we're living on this side of heaven, Mm -hmm. we become offended with the process of the spirit of Christ in us beginning to take ground over our emotions, Mm -hmm. our mind, our will. And that right there is a process because until I get to heaven, I actually won't have a new body. So until then, this is all she's got. And you know what? I'd like to think she's going to walk in perfect health all the days of her life. But the word tells me that at some point I will die, that this will decay and it will go back into the ground. Mm. I will not get a renewed body until heaven. Mm. But I do have a renewed spirit in me. I have a regenerated spirit in me, mm-hmm. which is profound to think about the spirit of Christ in me in that way.
0: Jesus said on the cross, Father, in your hands, I give you my spirit. Stephen, as he's being stoned, says, Jesus, receive my spirit. Yeah. If you want a resource that can really help you go to a deep place in this, and it's free, go to Andrew Womack's ministry yeah, page, I I dot dot net. net, and it is... Um, it's this free series called Spirit, Soul and Body. What what the Father has shown me over the years, it's actually my responsibility to renew my mind to who I already am spiritually. So Paul says 189 times in Christ, in Christ, mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. what's in Christ? I am I am spiritually born again. I, I go from death into life, and that's a literal shift in my spirit. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean my mind gets renewed. There's a lot of people who get born again, and, and I mean, they're as clean as Jesus. Uh, yeah. Colossians 1 Love 21 God. and 22. Yeah. 1 John 4 17, uh, as he is, so are you in this world. Hosea 4 6 says, My people die from lack of knowledge. That's a lack of intimacy with the Father and also a lack of metanoia, a lack of transforming my own mind. How about this? Jesus, the first word in His ministry says, "Repent." That means change the way you think. Mm-hmm. Renewing your mind is your job.
1: Well, it's my it, yes, and what I hear you saying because I because I know where you're going with this. I like it when you
0: touch me like that. Okay,
1: I'll do this.
0: My love language is touch.
1: I know. So they're at the end, end of the day, sometimes <laughs> he's like, "You haven't touched me all day."
0: Just do this. Just... It ticks me off. Don't touch you me. Know.
1: <laughs> now you treat me like Joe. Don't do that. Hold my hand. What were we talking about?
0: Renewing your mind is your job. Yeah. That's your job. It's (laughs) my job.
1: Okay. 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 So here's the deal though, because we know, let's be honest, there's very little that we can do to even, um, make ourselves holy. We can't make ourselves holy. He has, he, he calls us holy. He's the one who's you're holy this this whole like what i hear you saying was is like we have a responsibility in those moments in this personal relationship with jesus in those personal moments we either move into them or we use our mind and our will and our emotions and we step away from them and and we don't press into that moment we don't we don't take advantage of that moment that he's inviting us into that is the part that we get to play that is our responsibility because the, the more i'm growing in my relationship with God, the less I'm convinced that even my interest in him has anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. But I believe that because I've been giving him some yeses, more yeses than no's, and I've been stepping in those invitations, even the small ones, even the small ones of, hey, but what about, you know, when he does those things and he corrects you like, <laughs> all right. So Disciples Church is part of our, uh, our church body is using the facilities right now. And so we've gotten to really know them well and and really honoring who they are and what they carry. And one of the things that I heard Pastor Chavez talk about was that they wake up at 5 a.m. and they start to pray. They Mm -hmm. have a 5 a.m. intercession. Mm -hmm. And I was like... I am joining this. I mean, I know that this is, this is, you've got your church and we've got our church, but I just, Mm -hmm. I believe in what God's doing in this city and we're going to partner. And I mean, I was so on fire. I probably could have stayed up, had a pot of coffee and stayed up all night. Like I was ready that afternoon to Mm -hmm. be in it, to win it at 5 Mm a.m. So 4.50 goes on the clock. (laughs) And I'm doing some serious t- self-talk. I have never tapped into hyper grace more than I did in that moment at 4:55, five minutes into not getting out of the bed. And I, I have to be honest with you, it was like 5:22 before I actually got out of the bed. And because I because I knew he, it wasn't a legalistic thing because I kept saying that this is not legal. I mean, I can lay right here and with you, like I'm fully. My mind is fully. Well, right. I get it. I get, and the whole thing, he said, "I've invited you to move." your body to another place as an agreement that my conversation with you matters and your conversation with me matters. Mm So I get out of the bed. And, and thank God for that. But I, did, I, I could have used a different doctrine. I could have used a different thought process about God. I could have used a different reasoning. And then later go, well, you know what? Later I thought about it. And I, that was wrong. That was a wrong move on my part. But I know he forgives me. But I still miss that moment, you know? And that's the part of the responsibility. That's He used it to actually begin to teach me. And it's starting to change the way I think, even about waking up early in the morning with him. It's no longer a legalistic thing to me. It's no longer even just trying to partner with other churches in the city. Now it's about moving my body as a as a representation of what's going on in my heart towards him. It's become personal.
0: Well, I'll I'll close this section with this. I, I've learned this more through experience than than anything boring tends to always bring the breakthrough. Elijah has amazing moment, <laughs> fire from heaven, wet altar, dead pagan prophets everywhere. And then Jezebel chases him. And Elijah really thought that God would show up a certain way. Mm-hmm. And he showed up in a whisper. And I, I believe that that actually, I believe that the father prefers showing up in a whisper. One day he showed me, he said, Chad, I was so subversive that I slipped Jesus in the back door and he grew up in Nazareth. Mm -hmm. None of the covenant people, none of his Jews even detected it. Even Nathaniel's like, he ain't the Messiah.
1: Yeah, what good comes out of Nazareth? Andrew's
0: like, hey, we found the Messiah. He's like, no, he's not from Nazareth. Mm -hmm. My whole point is this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus Jesus was born subversively to a teenage girl, undetected, only detected by supernatural ability of the wise men. Mm -hmm. I, I think... The moment that I think that my transformation is going to be some spectacular moment, I'm already missing the point. The father's mm-hmm. showing me a picture right now yes. of Brian Fannin. Brian directs this show. I've watched Brian grow with the father. And there's this thing, there's this Wayfair thing in Brian. Um, he knows it. He sees it. He Even this global assignment thing and even travel. And yet, in the natural, Brian's in a very boring season because a lot of things that God has shown him are not manifesting. Mm-hmm. But what Brian probably doesn't understand mm-hmm. is he's, he's actually in the father's crock pot and he, he is having more encounters that are transforming him than he thinks. Yeah. I've just noticed a, a lot. I'll be honest. You know how I feel about conferences yeah. I and know. like whether either getting invited to speak or being a part of them, mm-hmm. whenever they are about like, just a spectacular moment. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. There's just something about Eugene Peterson's book, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Yes. The transforming of my mind okay. is pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet, if I want to be an oak of righteousness that other people can take refuge under, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ had the Torah memorized by the age of 12. Paul said 189 times in Christ. And then he says, the way that you get this operating in your life is through the transformation of the mind. Let the boring be your breakthrough. Yes. and take, take a break from having any, any expectation on some kaboom moment with God. Maybe God just wants a very quiet moment with, with you. Go in peace.
1: Thanks for listening to the Coach and Joe podcast. To catch the rest of this episode, including more wisdom, more laughter, and to hear your questions answered on air, check out Coach and Joe on YouTube and coachandjoe.com.